Do you want to become more familiar with the Bible? Well, here comes an entire book of the Bible read to you in just 10 minutes. This is the second letter of Peter. Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brecksville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you and enjoy. This is the second letter of Peter. It's only three chapters long, but before we get into the scripture itself, here are just two minutes of background information on this letter. The second letter of St. Peter is one of the 27 books of the New Testament. The author claims to be Simon Peter himself, but some scholars dispute this, especially because it differs in writing style from the first book of Peter. So what's this letter about that we're about to hear Whereas the first letter of Peter discussed threats to the church from the outside, like persecution, this second letter of Peter addresses threats to the church from the inside, like heresy and sin. The main point of this letter is to beware false teachers. Even during Jesus' lifetime, people were twisting his words, and then soon after, in the early church, there were false teachers popping up, and 2,000 years later, there are still false teachers. It's a major reason why this book of the Bible is relevant and important to us today. So we have to read this letter and heed its warning about false doctrine. Or in your case right now, listen to it and heed its warnings about false doctrine. See, distorted teachings give way to distorted behavior. And distorted behavior, which is sin, leads to a distorted sense of freedom, which in actuality isn't freedom at all. It's slavery, because sin enslaves. Chapter 2 mentions some sinful behavior specifically, such as licentiousness, lust, and despising authority. St. Peter speaks very forcefully in this letter, because false teaching is such a serious issue. He also speaks colorfully, so listen for his reference to dog vomit. Another point Peter drives home in this second letter is that Jesus is coming back. Some people back then stopped believing Jesus was going to return, but he is coming back. And will he find faith on earth? Jesus wonders that very thing in Luke chapter 18. Will he find faith in us? Lastly, this second letter of Peter reminds us of the goal of it all. The goal of life, the goal of death, the goal of heaven— It's to be one with God, union with God. Chapter 1, verse 4 says, We can become partakers of the divine nature. To participate in God's life. It's a beautiful thought and an even more beautiful reality. Well, the translation I'm reading is the Revised Standard Version, Catholic Edition. So let us hear the word of God. St. Jerome, pray for us. And St. Peter, pray for us. The second letter of Peter, chapter 1. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained a faith of equal standing with ours in the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, 
through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises, that through these you may escape from the corruption that is in the world because of passion and become partakers of the divine nature. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these things are yours and abound, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these things is blind and short-sighted and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be the more zealous to confirm your call and election, for if you do this, you will never fall. So there will be richly provided for you an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Therefore, I intend always to remind you of these things, though you know them and are established in the truth that you have. I think it right, as long as I'm in this body, to arouse you by way of reminder, since I know that the putting off of my body will be soon, as our Lord Jesus Christ showed me. And I will see to it that after my departure, you may be able at any time to recall these things. For we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For when he received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was borne to him by the majestic glory, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. We heard this voice born from heaven, for we were with him on the holy mountain. And we have the prophetic word made more sure. You will do well to pay attention to this as to a lamp shining in a dark place, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. First of all, you must understand this, that no prophecy of scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation because no prophecy ever came by the impulse of man, but men, moved by the Holy Spirit, spoke from God. Chapter 2 But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction and many will follow their licentiousness. And because of them, the way of truth will be reviled. And in their greed they will exploit you with false words. From of old their condemnation has not been idle, and their destruction has not been asleep. For if God did not spare the angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to pits of nether gloom to be kept until the judgment, if he did not spare the ancient world, but preserved Noah, a herald of righteousness, with seven other persons, when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly. If by turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah to ashes he condemned them to extinction and made them an example to those who were to be ungodly, and if he rescued righteous Lot, 
greatly distressed by the licentiousness of the wicked, for by what that righteous man saw and heard as he lived among them, he was vexed in his righteous soul day after day with their lawless deeds. Then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trial and to keep the unrighteous under punishment until the day of judgment, and especially those who indulge in the lust of defiling passion and despise authority. Bold and willful, they are not afraid to revile the glorious ones, whereas angels, though greater in might and power, do not pronounce a reviling judgment upon them before the Lord. But these, like irrational animals, creatures of instinct, born to be caught and killed, reviling in matters of which they are ignorant, will be destroyed in the same destruction with them, suffering wrong for their wrongdoing. They count it pleasure to revel in the daytime. They are blots and blemishes, reveling in their dissipation, carousing with you. They have eyes full of adultery, insatiable for sin. They entice unsteady souls. They have hearts trained in greed. Accursed children, forsaking the right way, they've gone astray. They followed the way of Balaam, the son of Baor, who loved gain from wrongdoing, but was rebuked for his own transgression. A dumb ass spoke with human voice and restrained the prophet's madness. These are waterless springs and mists driven by a storm. For them the nether gloom of darkness has been reserved. For, uttering loud boasts of folly, they entice with licentious passions of the flesh men who've barely escaped from those who live in error. They promise them freedom, but they themselves are slaves of corruption. For whatever overcomes a man, to that he is enslaved. For if, after they've escaped the defilements of the world through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overpowered, the last state has become worse for them than the first. For it would have been better for them never to have known the way of righteousness than after knowing it to turn back from the holy commandment delivered to them. It's happened to them according to the true proverb, the dog turns back to his own vomit, and the sow is washed only to wallow in the mire. Chapter 3 This is now the second letter that I've written to you, beloved, and in both of them I've aroused your sincere mind by way of reminder that you should remember the predictions of the holy prophets and the commandment of the Lord and Savior through your apostles. First of all, you must understand this, that scoffers will come in the last days with scoffing, following their own passions and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things have continued as they were from the beginning of creation. They deliberately ignore this fact, that by the word of God, heavens existed long ago, in an earth formed out of water and by means of water, through which the world that then existed was deluged with water and perished. But by the same word, the heavens and earth that now exist have been stored up for fire, being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. But do not ignore this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. 
The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some count slowness, but is forbearing toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, and the elements will be dissolved with fire, and the earth and the works that are upon it will be burned up. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of persons ought you to be in lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be kindled and dissolved, and the elements will melt with fire? But according to his promise, we wait for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, since you wait for these, Be zealous to be found by him without spot or blemish, and at peace. And count the forbearance of our Lord as salvation. So also our beloved brother Paul wrote to you according to the wisdom given him, speaking of this as he does in all his letters. There are some things in them hard to understand, which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction, as they do the other scriptures. You, therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, beware, lest you be carried away with the error of lawless men and lose your own stability, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this audio from our parish. You can find other homilies, talks, and interviews at our website, basilthegreat.org, or by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite app. Just search for St. Basil Catholic Church, Brexville. St. Basil the Great, pray for us.